who was arrested in the gold wave, all those who, at one time or another, 15 years before, had had a private business, had been involved in retail trade, had earned wages at a craft, and could have, according to the GPU's deductions, hoarded gold. But it so happened that they often had no gold. If you, in fact, had no gold, then your situation was hopeless. You would be beaten, burned, tortured, and steamed to the point of death, or until they finally came to believe you. But if you had gold, you could determine the extent of your torture, the limits of your endurance, and your own fate. Psychologically, this situation was, incidentally, not easier, but more difficult. Because if you made an error, you would always be ridden by a guilty conscience. Of course, anyone who had already mastered the rules of the institution would yield and give up his gold. That was easier. But it was a mistake to give it up too readily. They would refuse to believe you had coughed it all up, and they would continue to hold you. But you'd be wrong, too, to wait too long before yielding. You'd end up kicking the bucket, or they'd paste a term on you out of meanness. One of the Tartar draymen endured all the tortures. He had no gold. They imprisoned his wife, too, and tortured her. But the Tartar stuck to his story. No gold. Then they arrested his daughter. The Tartar couldn't take it anymore. He coughed up a 100,000 rubles. At this point, they let his family go, but slapped a prison term on him. The crudest detective stories and operas about brigands were played out in real life on a vast national scale. Hey, you want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Okay, well, that was a reading uh, from the Gulag Archipelago. <laughs> that was a uh, little portion about how uh, Stalin decided to start arresting people who he thought had gold and to, would just arrest them and would torture them and beat them for no reason. There's no crime except for the fact that they might have gold and that if they were holding out, they were holding out, you know, gold against the state. That was an ultimate crime. And they went for... So they didn't actually technically go to prison. They were just, like, held in camps until they coughed up gold and then they were let go or they were tortured. Um, or And sometimes they'd be sent to prison after that. <laughs> so that's not even the gulag archipelago of which the book is aimed after. That's just a little pre-gulag, pre-gulag. <clears throat> I'm still in Chapter 2, for God's sake. It's just, it's taking, it's... I like read like three paragraphs and fall asleep. It's very potent uh, sleep aid, though I would say. <laughs> One thing about it's this goddamn Jordan Peterson. He's got me reading these Russian nonfiction Russian books. To just, uh, uh, I Jordan Peter, you know, I like the guy. Am I just following the trends? I don't know. I just I've listened to him. I listened to the thing. Have you heard of him? Jordan Peterson. I feel like the two of you out there probably have. Um, and if you haven't, they're just Google Jor Jordan Peterson, Kathy Newman. That this is, this is an interview that he did in um, England that went viral. Um, that I have a little. Here's a little excerpt from it. The reason that I write about lobsters is because there's this idea that hierarchical structures are a sociological construct of the Western patriarchy. And that is so untrue that it's almost unbelievable. And I use the lobster as an example, because the lobster, we, we 
divulged from lobsters in evolutionary history about 350 million years ago, common ancestor. And lobsters exist in hierarchies and they have a nervous system attuned to the hierarchy. And that nervous system runs on serotonin, just like our nervous systems do. And the nervous system of the lobster and the human being is so similar that antidepressants work on lobsters. And it's part of my attempt to demonstrate that the idea of hierarchy has absolutely nothing to do with sociocultural construction, which it doesn't. Let me just get this straight. You're saying that we should organize our societies along the lines of the lobsters. <laughs> ah, lobsters. Are you saying, is that what you're so, then that became a meme. Like, you know, the, are you saying, if you go to Kathy Newman's Twitter feed, it's awesome. It's a lot of people saying, are you saying, so what you're saying is that, and then they'll say something absolutely preposterous. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I think it's really interesting, this idea that, uh, yeah, our nervous systems are similar to lobsters. We diverged before trees were even around. I mean, we share the same mechanism as these so-called primitive creatures or whatever, you know, right? So it counts for something. And they have hierarchy. You know, the whole point he's saying is that there's some kind of hierarchy, perhaps it's built into our biological architecture, right? It's not even the, the idea that, biology is a construct of western civilization perhaps is not a good narrative to pursue or or the right narrative we i don't think he's it's not really making a judgment about it itself the judgment is that it's wrong so therefore it's not right you know we shouldn't be wholeheartedly pursuing things that have no scientific basis um because of ideology Right, because that seems to be disastrous. I don't know. That seemed to lead to disaster. Well, that was his, uh, one of the big points that he made was that, you know, the ideology underlying things like uh, coercing people to use non-binary gender pronouns or any sort of coercion of speech, right, by the law, by the state, whatever, you know, that is a dangerous philosophy because. It's all about saying that the individual is nothing compared to the group, right? Like, individual freedoms no no longer matter as long as we protect a group. When it comes to something like the N-word, you know, it gets touchy, right? It's touchy. But is that the right way to deal with it? I mean, it does seem like, yeah, it's tyranny to stop people from saying things in a country that's based on freedom of speech. The first amendment to the Constitution is the freedom of speech, and we should be allowed to do it. Um, so I'd like to talk about lobsters. What, what, the, what is a lobster? I mean, a lobster is a crustacean. It lives at the bottom of the sea. It's delicious. Um, but did you know that it wasn't always uh, delicious. I mean, it was, you know, it's always been delicious, but did you know that it was not always a delicacy? Like a prized, it used to be um, considered poor people food. You know, like people just be eating lobsters in New England left and right. They're just, uh, ugh, you wouldn't want to eat that. It's like, well, I don't know what, what would you consider poor people to eat now? Uh, garbage uh, or McDonald's or... I don't know. Is that the same thing? Or uh, what? Do, what do you think of when the poor's eat? What do they eat? 
what do I sit down? I mean, what do I, what am I eating? Uh, I, <laughs> I'll eat Subway. Is that sometimes that's, uh, is that a poor, uh, whatever. Listen, back then it was different. Okay. We didn't have fast food and mass like industrialization of agriculture and food transportation. Okay. So people ate lobsters where there were plenty of lobsters and there were shitloads of them because nobody wanted them. Until one day, some crafty New Yorker decided, yeah, I like lobster, man, and started putting the word out that lobster is the shit. Lobster is great. Other rich guys were like, oh, I got to eat it too. And soon rich people were ordering lobster, left their lobster, started fucking the price of lobster skyrocketed. And soon all the people who ate lobster didn't have any lobster anymore because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> they were too poor to afford the food that was once too plentiful because it was considered food for them. But once it became food for the rich, they bought up the lobsters. Lobsters skyrocketed in price. And here we are today where lobsters are more expensive than crab. And I actually, frankly, like crab better. I think crab is more tasty. But anyway, back to the lobster. The lobster also is one of the few animals that might actually live forever, uh, be immortal. They, they speculate that they're lobsters that are perhaps thousands of years old at the bottom of the ocean floor. We don't know. They just get bigger and bigger. They stop growing. They don't seem to die in the same way that uh, everything else does. So, and, and lobsters somehow know the amount of space that they have. So if you put them in a tank, they'll stay small. But if you give them more space, they'll start to grow bigger. And so if they imagine if they had the entire ocean at their disposal. And they just crawl around on the floor and they're just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, at some point, I guess they would get too big and not be able to sustain themselves because that's what they say about like you know you know how like if you go back in time not if you go you know how like when you go back in time no you know how like when you watch shows about people go back in time whatever there's giant bugs or you know dinosaur books or whatever there's giant bugs giant bugs prehistoric insects used to be giant are you with me all right a lot of people say that you know if you got them if you like monster movies you know monster movies kind of took that idea made those bit bugs even bigger you know and, and people say that's not scientifically feasible because of the surface area of the bug is not enough to sustain it i think the like bugs breathe through their whole body um and also the way they're designed structurally it's not to support that much weight so it wouldn't even be able to move around so they'd have a different shape altogether if you had a giant bug anyways the fuck am i talking about lobsters just so you ever talk about how giant lobsters can get would they be able to sustain themselves right and if they could, if they could, if one came ashore, like this giant, imagine this giant fucking lobster out of a Godzilla movie just came ashore. And what the fuck, what, imagine, people would freak the fuck out, right? But also, how delicious would it be <laughs> after killing the lobster? If we could kill the thing. I feel like a lobster, once it got on the land, it, it's kind of done for, right? Like we could just cook it with stuff. We could just shoot fire onto it, you know, just cook and then we'd eat it. Everything comes down to just us eating stuff. That's what we should do if giant monsters come out of the sea. We should just eat eat them. Just have butter ready. A lot of butter and lemon. We'll just eat these fuckers, man. They're not going to eat us. We're going to eat them. That's what we do. So, yeah, lobsters. You ever see the movie The Lobster? There is this movie. Um, it had Colin Farrell in it, which was a strike against it usually, but he did okay. Uh, it was <laughs> this guy... I don't know, Yorgo something. He's a Greek director. Pretty cool. 
dude he did dog tooth i haven't seen it uh i like the lobster it was really weird uh he it's a movie about some it's like a strange future near future where you have like a year to find a mate or else they'll turn you into an animal and colin farrell's character picks a lobster because it'll live forever or something then the other thing about lobsters i guess according to the show friends is um i guess they're uh designed to be together for life like are the monogamous lobsters are monogamous uh, that's really terrible though imagine you're a lobster and you're monogamous and then you fall in love with your mate for life and you're like well, dude, we're gonna live forever we live forever and then you know he or she gets captured and then you have to like live forever without your life mate it's fucked up man Maybe that's why they're so delicious because of the longing. You know, maybe there's something about that. <laughs> Absence makes the flesh taste sweeter. I don't know, something like that. I don't know. So maybe open a lobster chain. I don't know. Anyway, friends, lobster like Ross and Rachel are supposed to be each other's lobster. Is that am I? All right, I, let's let's move on. Consider the lobster, David Foster Wallace. Never read it, but I know it's a book. It's a book. Uh, it has something to do with lobsters. So the Red Lobster has great cheese biscuits. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Cheese biscuits. Okay. Oh, so I saw this thing online. So I don't watch TV anymore. But I watched this thing online uh, or watched this thing. I just I saw that um, somebody was mad. Some Asian person <clears throat> was mad that Will Ferrell uh was i guess he was hosting saturday night live and one of the pictures that they use you know those little pictures in between the commercials and it's usually like the host doing something looking crazy or whatever uh it was will ferrell posing with his asian family which is something that he does he's done it before he's posed with different asian families uh and it's just it's funny it's hilarious isn't it it's just will ferrell is posing with an asian that's so funny it's so random it's funny asian Asian is funny. I mean, if you had an Asian guy, if I pose with a, a white family, is that funny? That could be funny. Is it just funny because one person is different? Is that what's funny about it? Is it funny because of the other people or the one person? Like, is it funny because of the difference? Is it funny because it's Asian specifically? Like, if they're black people or anybody else, it would not be funny. Or maybe you just can't do that because those people get too mad. And they're like, yeah, but Asians, fuck them, right? Fuck Asian. <laughs> well, Asians don't have uh, the numbers, maybe, yet. They're still, you know, a minority compared to black people. I think black people are at 12% or something, and Asian people are like three or four, four something, which, you know, that's, that's a fair bit, but it's not, what, 4%. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's a minority. That's a minority. There's not a lot of Asians. So fuck him. They get. They don't have the dollars. They don't have the numbers. I mean, eventually they are. They're starting to. They're having. They have a bunch of them are gone through college. A bunch of them are well educated. Whatever you know. Then them get a bunch of them are mad, angry people like the one who posted this picture and was so mad. And I mean, I I used. I said it's 2018 and Asians are still sweet. Visual gag and. In some ways, I wasn't being like upset. I was, I was just um, stating it like it. it's a sweet visual. <laughs> That's what I rely on. That's when I go on stage, <laughs> hoping, hoping, hoping it doesn't count against me. I heard this thing about, you know, for stand up, some people 
they feel like okay, men automatically have like an advantage over women in general and then racially it breaks down like so the white man is let's say neutral with a zero neutral position right but a black man is say a plus two right a white woman is like a minus one <laughs> so i don't know an asian guy asian guy maybe is like white woman uh, or asian guy i don't know i can't I don't really go up there being like, I'm an Asian guy, so I don't I don't really know. I also feel like I'm probably not a typical person, so I can't be the judge of any of this. I don't know if this any of this is actually true, but I guess it, it, this is what comedians have talked about, uh, not to me personally, but on podcasts. So it's kind of like it was to me and a bunch of other people, but, you know, so maybe you can relate. Anyway. Who cares? Nobody cares about Will Ferrell, the Asian family. I mean, sure. Is it hacky? Is it hack? Hack. What are we calling hack here? Hack meaning is it easy? Hack meaning is it, are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it? Are you pandering? Are you doing it? Do you really? I feel like he is not doing it out of hate. He's not like, fuck Asian. <laughs> it's just like, it's funny. Asian people, they are funny. The Asian people are funny. They sound funny. They talk funny. It's okay. They eat funny things. It's funny. It's funny. It's fine. It's fun. Look, we're it's it's a Western focused thing. I mean, I guess to an Asian like a real Asian, real Asian from Asia, like a Chinese person, you'd be like, that's not funny. That's not funny. Yeah, that's not fun. How would you, what about, but wouldn't they think it was funny if they had like a white family and they'd be like, oh, that's, that's hilarious or hilarious, right? Whatever. That's what they would, they would because it's just, it's just cultural point of view. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. I say, make the funny Asian, make funny Asian noises. Make them, make them, make them. Don't be, don't be scared. Why should we live in this tyranny? Why should we live in this tyranny where we can't make funny noises? Just an observation. I mean, should we tease people and bully them? No, but has it happened to me? Yeah, and look at me. Look at me. I don't, I'm not like, oh, I wish it never happened. I'm glad it happened because it's really, frankly, it's, it gets boring after a while. Nobody's that original. You know, it's all the same. Uh, do you like noodles? Uh, I don't, I've heard it all, heard it all, heard it all doesn't it doesn't it's not if i find a good impressive one then i give him kudos i say kudos to you sir or ma'am sometimes it is a ma'am um i say kudos because you deserve it we're all in pursuit not all of us but me i and the other comedians are in pursuit of funny shit and it's funny you know and it's not i don't know it's not coming out of a place of uh malice okay alice so smoke on that chalice all right <laughs> weird it's a weird thing to say all right um <clears throat> i wanted to uh <clears throat> pardon me you know i got to thinking clean water is like a new thing um it hasn't been that long since 
like uh, we meaning what civilization west people in countries had like running water pipes and then chlorinated that water you know like fucking decontaminated and had clean water to drink that's still rare potable water right that's actually a, a luxury luxury in the united states and we um flush a gallon of it down the toilet every time we go <laughs> we don't give a fuck um so anyway Back in the day, water wasn't safe, so you wouldn't really drink a lot of water. It was actually like, um, you'd probably, you're better off not drinking it because you get sick. So people drank beer and wine, like just low grade, low grade, nothing like crazy, but all day, all day, you know, because it makes you a little thirsty, right? You drink a little, it makes you a little thirsty, drink some more. But, you, you know, with, um, the alcohol, whatever, was, um, was cleaner, it was less contaminated than the water was. So you were, better off drinking that stuff so that means everybody used to be drunk right like not like wasted but low grade like a buzz everybody had like a nice buzz going right everybody this is just like it's fine so and and anything you could think of in history like when they like like jesus putting jesus on the cross right when you say everybody had a little buzz going (laughs) they were watching him they were whipping everybody's buzz a little drinking a little brew buzzing and whipping christ you know anything like that. when Lincoln was shot and the, the, everybody was but the, the actors in the play, my cousin Tom or whatever the fuck they, they were all drunk. They're drunk. Lincoln was a little drunk, right? Everybody in the booth was drunk. They probably probably that's why I didn't see John Wilkes Booth was also probably a little drunk, blasted him, and that's why he like broke his leg, falling. You know, everybody was like little, just little toasted. I wonder. I don't know if they were things better then. Is that better? Is that better than now when we have clean water, but we're all so sober, sober all the time? I mean, we're not really, but I mean, but low grade drunk like all the time, right? Or does it all equal out? Is that just a great equalizer? Right? Like if everybody's drunk, maybe nobody's drunk, right? If they, what is it? <laughs> like what is drunk? Drunk is, that's like another level. That's like you can't um, move. That's drunk. Besides that, if you can move, you're fucking functioning. You're functioning. You get back to work if you can move. <laughs> Right. I wonder if uh, things were more chill, like people had less intrusive thoughts, you know, less depression, less anxiety with all the low grade. Because I know alcohol is supposed to be bad for depression and anxiety uh, over the long term. It's probably not the best, especially since there is no concept of mental health. But if everybody had a little bit of it going on all the time, I don't know, maybe things are just kind of fast and loose. Maybe that's why they came up with the jitterbug and jazz and stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's why there's innovations and whatnot. I don't, that doesn't, I'm not sure if that's, there's something there. Like everybody, everything, any historical thing, Napoleon crossing the Waterloo or whatever, he's drunk. George Washington crossing the Delaware, drunk. All those crossings, they're all drunk. They had to be, had to be, because the shit was cold. They're drinking, stay warm. That's that's the other added benefit, drinking a little booze. Yeah, you feel warm. They were, it was cold back then. There was no fucking microfiber fleeces and shit. There was no, none of that shit. Cold. Cold as fuck. People were just fucking tired of it. They didn't, they didn't know anything. They just knew that you drink the water, you get sick. You fucking drink the booze. Things are okay. Now let's go make history. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Virgin Kim Cast. Um... You know all the stuff. Follow me everywhere on the Twitters. 
fuck. I might quit Facebook, man. I might get that. Go to just, I don't know. Follow, just, just subscribe to this. Just keep listening to this. Yeah, and uh, look out for other things. I'll be coming up with some stuff soon. Sure, I will. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening.